Enjoy. Enjoy the shit that thing. you do. You never know. You, you will never, know. never fucking know. Holy shit. Miracles happen even if you don't see them. And a, a fucking a murderer told me that. I used to sell cell phones door to door back in the days when Nextel was still good. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. This lady goes, go to my cousin's house. But, you know, he does not have a credit card. You know, he's got this, you know, he's going to use his mom card. But, you know, he's going to pay you cash. Like, okay, I get to this dude's house. This guy's like, he's in a big house. Old, old school Latino guy. And you already know. Right? Okay, I know where you've been. Right? And so we're talking. He calls me to his house at least once every couple of weeks. He wants to buy this. He wants to. So one day I get there, he's having a few beers with some old school cats. You could tell there's like three or four of them, old school, old school, like gangsters, right? And he goes, "Hey Jay, let me tell you something. You, you all right?" It's like, "Hey, right on, bro." You know, he goes, "You know what?" And this is how I look at people, but he put it into words so fucking poetically, right? He goes, uh, "You know, when I meet people, everybody's a ten." It's up to you to minus. Yeah. And I'm like, good one. It's a good way to look good at good it. Good one, bro. So he he welcomes everyone. He goes, you all right, bro. I'm like, am I still a 10? He goes, you're close. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Bay vibes with a whole lot of laughs. Kicking knowledge on the new podcast. Dad vibes, but we run it with class. Listen up, show love, homie. It's the second half. Yeah, it's the second half. Hey, it's the second half. Kicking knowledge on the new podcast. Listen up, show love, homie. It's the second half. But this is the second half of the second half, and we are here with Jay Marquez. We've got Launchpad, who you just heard, and we also have Harold, a.k.a. Sweeney Todd. The Demon Barber. And today we are going to talk about, as all four of us are basically SF natives here, the topic of conversation today is gangs in San Francisco. The why, the why not, the drive, the motivation. It's going to be a robust conversation um so let's get right into it yeah i mean i think i appreciate you kind of sharing the perspective right so like we were talking a little bit about you know you, your dad growing up scrapping i think that's actually pretty common though like well maybe our parents generation yeah right because back then it was you got the more more fists than, yeah. than anything you have to fight to survive right? Yeah. right you know if you're not like living in like you know Bel Air or you know Wanna Creek, <laughs> right? Like, um, but for you, maybe talk a little bit. Just I love to hear a little bit about kind of how you got involved, but maybe also like what was your your family life like, right? Um, and if that was similar than other people who might have been involved with you uh, or different, right? Because I think different people come into you know kind of joining or you know, joining gangs or being a part of that life from different perspectives. I'm just curious kind of what led you down that path. I, it was just having camaraderie, like a brotherhood. Right? It felt good. 
It felt good to have. Especially me, myself being kind of a runt. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a small guy. I got picked on and stuff. So, um, But it's nice to belong to something at the same time. So people have motorcycle groups or basketball teams, right? And it, it feels good to hang out with people that you have things in common with. So, but growing up, I never believed in gangs because I thought if you're, you have good friends, you, you do good by your friends, right? So, I, I, but until, uh, th- there was a point where I, another group thought I was with a gang and then I got, um, got stabbed during that time. So, then I kind of, my, my mentality changed a little bit. Like, oh, maybe I should join the gang. But through all that, it, it's, uh, there's good things, bad things, of course, to, to pick up from all that stuff. Sure. But about, what, about what year was that, Jay? When how you, old were you? Yeah. yeah. What, or what year specifically? Yeah. Uh, early 20s. So we're talking... Uh, oh, no. No. Late teens. After high school. Okay. So we're talking... Early nineties, then. Yeah, eighty eight, eighty nine. There you go. 80s. Yeah. So right, going right into that, and I think that's important because when you compare that to the current moment we're in, yeah, those times were just very different from what we have right now. You talked about earlier protection, camaraderie. When I when I look at it, having uh, an older brother and and, and you know family members. And trying to find out what their motivations were, I think for them a lot of it was they just wanted to belong. Mm-hmm. But also being Filipinos, immigrants, um, they needed to make sure that they had protection from other groups too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because you you said earlier you get bullied for a lot of things. Uh, for you, is because you're smaller. You mentioned the word runt. For a lot of immigrants, maybe because of the accent, mm-hmm. and sometimes it was intolerable. Right, mm-hmm. you get to that point, and um, I think that was a really big component of it for for that time period. Would you say that? I mean, yeah. that, that's pretty. It was pretty normal. Yeah, at that time period, pretty normal. Pretty normal to to belong to a, a gang or of, of some sort, and then. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, sometimes it's kind of senseless, right? Because you, there's some gangs who they fight with each other. You really don't know why. It's because things that happened years ago, like you said, circles. This it just continues, right? At some point, you gotta break a circle. But uh, but it's what's nice is sometimes you you get into all these bad things. And then to survive or to, to get out of it with learning something at least, I think is that's a positive, you know, and then doing something with it. Because there, there's a lot of cats that that I know from the past, we've grown up where, you know, you still kind of have that streak in you, but you're, but they're thankful. Like, wow, Jay, like, I, I can't believe we... We actually went through all that, did all those things yeah. in the past, and then now we're now we're here celebrating New Year. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's just it's sometimes it's just surprising like the things are incredible 
the things that have happened that we kind of lived through. Mm-hmm. And then, so that second half means a fucking lot. Yeah. It's like, everything. Yeah. Like, what do you do with it? Because you'd be basically, it's like a second chance at life again. Yeah. You know, with all the experiences from that prior life. Yeah. And now it's, what do you do with it? So for you, you know, you're spreading positivity with mountain biking through mountain biking. Yeah. Uh, and that's what it's about. Because to to err is to be human, right? Yes. No one's perfect. No. And I think that really is the major takeaway. When I When I talk about it, Actually, let me go back to what you were saying earlier about your, your, your father and how he never told you about it. I share a similar one, a, sh- a similar story. My, my dad never speaks about his past life. I mean, you can see it because it's all over his ink and the body, you know. But I remember when I was young, I just didn't know. And then it would be other people. <clears throat> I said when I would visit the Philippines, they'd tell me the stories or other family members, they'd tell me the stories. But I think... That's what happens when you're engrossed in it. You don't really want to talk about it. You just want to talk about surviving it. Right? That's what you want to pass on to your children. At least that's my takeaway from it is I don't think he ever brought it up because he never wanted me to idolize that part of him. You know what I mean? Yes. Because it's easy to. Yes. Right? Like, And I'm sure we could speak to it because... I never was in one. Uh, these two were never in one. But at some point, it was kind of glorified, and you're kind of like, man, should I be in one? Um, but then you look at some of the things that you see. For me, I got to see it firsthand, right? I mean, I got to see the firsthand effects of what it brought to my family. <clears throat> I mean, I remember so many trips in the middle of the night to 850 Bryant, you know, yeah. uh, and looking at my, my, my older sibling and just looking at uh, the disappointment in his face, but also what my mom was going through, that was embedded in me. And it was like, I get it, I get the life, but I think that kept me away from it primarily because I got to see it. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people, they didn't get to see that side of it. They only got to see the popularity the recognition, um, you know, the quote unquote respect, the respect. Yes. Um, the power when people walk into a room and, you know, especially when you walk in with the group. So unless you see the internal impact of it, I, I don't think you, you at the time, especially when we were younger, got the full perspective. So, I don't want to interrupt. No, go for it. But so on that note, though, because you mentioned getting involved, I think what what I heard you say getting involved originally was you, know, you had a physical incident; somebody stabbed you, yeah. right? Thinking you were affiliated, yeah. right? And so then, obviously, afterwards, you're like, "Well, maybe I should be." If that's yeah. that's going to happen. Well, but you know, you mentioned the main draw was really more camaraderie. Yeah. Um, you know, once you were kind of part of a part of that life. Um, did things like you know like the power and like do you ever acknowledge like the power and respect kind of that aspect of it was that ever like a like something that like was a draw or something that like you noticed in, uh, well I've, I've hung out with that group for maybe three years already mm-hmm. so for me everything is always fun I'm, okay. uh, 
I don't know if I'm proud to say it, like in high school, uh, you know, you, you're voted like class clown. You know, that, that, was, that was me. So I'm like, oh, okay, great. That's, but to me, everything is just fun. You know, so yeah, I, I don't, we were a small group. Our group was small. So we were never like big in numbers. And, but everyone just kind of stuck with each other. You know, like, you know, you backed each other up. So that, was, that, that itself was empowering, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. When you say small, like how many? 20 less. Yeah. That's a pretty good sized group, though. That is a bunny. Mm-hmm. Compared to like 50 and 80. Well, yeah. Maybe 20, maybe for all together. You know, but for the most part, maybe twelve-ish mm-hmm. on, on on a given day or night or whatever. Yeah. And where where did uh, they all come from? Were there this Delhi uh, City, San Francisco? Yeah. And you said this late eighties, so this was going into your twenties. I was. 88, I was a junior in high school. Oh, so you were still in high school? Yeah. And then when I met him, and then, but not until after high school did I join. Yeah. So during that time, how many groups or gangs were around? Just the Filipino gangs? Maybe. We ran into a few, but I'm sure there's more that you know we didn't run into. So when you were mistaken for being affiliated, was it another Filipino gang? Yeah, it was another Filipino gang. So why do you think that is? Because I've always questioned this growing up, right? Like that's true. You know, growing up in in the the city, fights each each other. Yeah, I I, I never understood that, right? Because I thought we were meant to look out for each other. Yeah. You know, but you get, you immigrate here. I was born here, but you know, when there are immigrants that come here, it's like they 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 feel like there's a need for them to prove themselves. But when they're they're trying to prove themselves, they're proving it to us, right? Like, yeah, we're we're the same. So why aren't we sticking up for each other? Why aren't we trying to help each other come up against everybody else? It is different. It is different. It's. It's almost one group wants to tell the other group we are better than you. And since we are familiar with each other, we can talk to each... We know each other's tendencies and cultures and, you know... Someone said... They made a a pretty interesting uh, observation. They said there's so many islands in the Philippines. Right? 700-something, right? And every island wants to be better than the other. Like, you know, oh, we cook this this way. It's better than how they cook it down there. Right. Really? Tastes the same. <laughs> it's fucking still a double. You know? It's, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a matter of pride, though. It is well, very much yeah. where our prideful people... You think it's also, but to that point, right, it's also kind of a matter of, like, community and or neighborhood and or tribes, right? Like, to take it back, right? Like, you know, if you think about the Philippines... Yeah. You know, like a community on an island may rarely come across another community on another island. So when they do, you know, (laughs) or maybe maybe it's not even we're better. You know, maybe it's just uncertainty. It's the fear of the unknown. 
Yes. Right? Like A lot of trouble and fights, actually, that's how, because you don't know. Yeah. You're, you're ignorant about something. Sure. Right? And you're and that, that brings you fear. That brings you fear. But if you, if you take it back, if you, if you just look at Filipinos in general, being that we're an island country of however many islands, right? The Spanish interrupted our path, right? We're very much tribal. We would have stayed tribal if they hadn't come at the time that they did. If the if they didn't turn us over to America, then we probably would have. So when they left, you have part of the country that went back almost not not completely back to its indigenous roots, but we 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 kind of gravitated towards our tribal essence again. And since we're separated by water to some degree, it's almost natural that you gravitate towards the people of your immediate surroundings. So then you take that over here, right? There's there's still that same foundation. Um, Kapampangans will gravitate towards Kapampangans. Ilocanos will gravitate towards Ilocanos because there's commonalities. Um, I think you asked a good question, though, Harold, earlier, because it's funny... So as I say that, which is all true, it's no longer true once you leave the Philippines, though. Now you're all Filipino, and you're all Filipino here in California or in San Francisco. So that's, I think when I was younger, that was the question in my mind, too, is why can't we figure this out? We're really just one group now. doesn't even matter what island you were from. What, was there a point where that ever came... You know, while you were kind of still in it, really, right? Um, was there a point where that thought ever kind of crossed your mind? Like, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe like talk to me a little bit about that. Like, well, like, why, why are we doing this? You know, like, that's my brother, or, or you know, that's my brethren. Well, know? there's people that are actually sometimes there's family that's that person belongs to this gang, that person, but they're cousins or they're brothers right. or they're. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's weird because then they will still be friends, but they're friends. The funniest thing is, um, what the time I got stabbed, the guy who stabbed me, he we spoke afterwards, right? We spoke. How soon and afterwards? A few weeks after I was out the hospital, and uh, he, I went to meet him. Right, I heard somebody said, "Okay, he wants to meet you." And it was at a birthday party. So, me, I took a friend of mine, and he was there with his friends. And in front of his friends, they were kind of down there. He came over and we spoke, and he apologized. He said, "Hey, Jay, you know it's, you know how it is when you're with your guys." It escalates quick, you know, like what, what it's, it's kind of, it just snowballs, mm-hmm. it snowballs. And which is true. If we would have met on, I always thought if I could meet anyone on a one-on-one basis, yeah. we'd probably be friends. Yeah. Right. And just because we met during this, your friend didn't like this guy, this guy didn't like this guy. We're automatically enemies. Right. And it's a shame. It's a shame because you're right. As as few people as we are, we should, you know. I've been to jail before. There's not a lot of Filipinos in jail, and you have to find out right away. Like 
when I met a couple of guys that were there, I'm like, I'm from this. And they're like, well, we're from here. But in here, we're all, we're all the same. Hmm. And it was just true as shit. Yeah. Were, they so, from, were they from like a rival gang or something? A or? different gang. They were. Yeah. yeah. So, and so, which is true, right? If, if you are in jail, whatever race you are, it doesn't matter race. where you came from, you stick with your race. Mm. So, but it's, yeah. What, what did that conversation with the guy who actually had attacked you? Like, how did that resonate for you? Like, did that did that really change your outlook on it at the time, or uh, or did it, it take a little it, while? No, it did, it did. Because for a man to admit to his mistakes and then apologize to you in front of your in front of you, mm-hmm. right? And then if his friends were watching, and I, some of my friends didn't like it that I said, you know what, let's let's lay low on this and. But I also have to worry about my family. I didn't have my own house. You know, I lived at home. And that's my, my sister, my mother, and my father. And they're, they're. But still, at, at the end of it all, it was a man apologizing to another man. And I think that took more guts than to be in a frenzy and just to jump somebody. Mm. And so it take, I think that takes more balls. Yeah, that's a, that says a lot about your character, especially yeah. at that age, yeah. to recognize and acknowledge that the importance and the symbolism behind a grown man apologizing. I mean, you know, getting stabbed is getting stabbed. You know, yeah. I mean, that's that's an egregious offense towards someone. I'm trying to put myself in the mindset that you had, and I, I don't know if I would have been mature enough to feel mm. so. It's different if I knew you. And you knew me, and we go at it, and then that's personal. But if you're in a, you know, if you're in a big group, uh, things happen, mm. you know. But still, like to his point of you having that maturity level to even think that, right? Because when your friends are kind of hyping you up, right? Like, no, that's not how you should be thinking. We should. Go after this dude. This, this dude we should retaliate. This but dude stabbed you. It's just it's to everybody. You know, it's just like retaliate. And this is does that circle, right? Who knows? Maybe if I lived on my own and I didn't have to worry about anyone else, maybe it's a different story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you have family, and you have to think about your family. Yeah, but the, the, fact so, but, the fact that you're even worried about your family yeah. speaks to your growth at the time, too. Well, you know, but after the stabbing, you already joined or you were thinking about joining? What, what happened after? Oh, no, I, I joined after. Okay, so now that I, he apologized and you already joined, were you like, damn, I kind of want to get out now? Or No. So this is the one thing with gangs, right? It makes you choose. This is the one thing that I've learned, at least, that I take away from it, right? And you, that, at the end of it all, you, you have to pick a side. It doesn't mean it's the right side. It doesn't mean it's the wrong side. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's fucking your side. Mm-hmm. And back then, I was very, everyone, everyone, everyone. I'm, at some point, you got, in your life, at some point, you have to pick a side. Whether it's now, whether you're 80 or 90 or whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be able to to choose. 
to choose, right? Whether it's, I don't know, you just have to, I don't know how to put it. I don't know how to put it, but you, you have to be able to pick a side at some point, whatever the situation comes, make a decision. Yeah, but you, you were having this conflict, right? So how did you decide to just stay in it? Because you already had this conflict of, I'm forgiving this guy. I'm thinking about my family, but yet I'm still affiliated with this group. Yeah. So how did you decide to stay all, affiliated? They were already my friends. Like some of my good friends before meeting that group, we were like child, uh, teenage friends. And then later on, they joined. So I hung out with them. And then I met the other guys. And I'm like, oh, fuck, these guys are cool. Hmm. You know? So. That's that camaraderie. Then. Yeah, that's the camaraderie. And I'm like, you don't need to be in a gang. to. I don't need to be in your group to enjoy your company. Right? right. But I enjoy your company. And I'll come again. You know, I'll go hang out again. So, but I see what your point. I see what your point is. But at that point already, I was like, well, these are my guys. So then I made a decision. If you think I will be, I am. Then I, I will be. So on that note, and I'm just curious, and if you don't want to speak on it, you don't have to. But what's that process of joining like? And, and maybe a little more like within the... the the group dynamic, you know, is there like a hierarchy? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think whatever you feel comfortable touching on. I think you, you, there's just uh, you respect the ones who kind of lead you, right? I guess we back then the fraternity had a more strict. There were like rules, like a regular fraternity, but by the time uh, it was more of a gang, you know, by the by the generation that I had joined so but there's always the ones of course that you whoever led you the right way then you give them respect it doesn't have to mean there was a I think back then there were pres- we had presidents mm-hmm. and then there would be terms that another person would be voted in after a certain term yeah so so actually when after I got stabbed they said if I told them, I told my guys, right, if they think I'm going to be a fucking acro, I'll fucking show them one. That's the real story. Mm-hmm. Not, that's fucking cake, mm-hmm. right? But I told them, if they want to fucking find out who, who the fuck I am, I'll fucking show them. So I, I told my guys, like, okay, now I'm in. And they're like, fuck, we've been waiting for you, right? So we've been waiting for you for a while. So then I'm like, fuck it, let's join. But him, the guy who stabbed me, he did. He showed face. He gave me... He he showed face. He's like, Jay. It was my ex invited me to her birthday party. And then I'm like, you're going to invite me to your birthday? She hung out with vigilantes. And I'm acro, right? And we were enemies back then. So she said, just just come. I said, you, are you fucking setting me up? She's like, no, just trust me. Just come. So I like the intentions were high. Yeah. Right? She, Between those two groups? Yeah. It, it, it was, was high. It was high. So yeah, it, it was reasonable for you to think. But I trusted her. I trusted yeah. her. But still. Uh, so I There's still one, that little doubt. Yeah. Right? I bought one guy and we both bought a date. We both bought some girls. 
And then they, we walked in the room. There's fucking like 20 whatever of them standing on the other side of the room. So I take a seat. My boy takes a seat. And then the dude comes over, the guy who stabbed me. But the thing is, I know more than one dude stabbed me. Because in the video, you see him run behind me. It was at Mervyn's in 91, 92. And they had the camera. Oh, I got jumped by. Security footage. Yeah, me and my, there was two of us. We got jumped by like 15 cats. Right. And you see one dude come behind me and he was like, like this. And then he runs. But that was in my back. He got me once. But I had a stab here and I had a stab here. So who the other fucking two? Right. But from what I heard, they told him, if you snitch on the other guys, we're going to fuck with your family. Mm. So, but that dude, man, that, that day, my ex invited me to her party. He came over and he, I was sitting down because, you know, I was, I still couldn't walk right because I had surgery on my stomach, right? From the stab wound. And then, uh, he knelt down and he said, Jay, you know what? Alam mo naman kapag kasama mo yung mga tropa mo. You understand? You know, kapag, when you're with your boys, when shit pops off, you just go, right? It's just a frenzy. It's just a frenzy. So he's, he's saying this to you at the party? At the party, before I, like before all the music started. And then his boys, I'm looking at his boys, and they're all just watching. Some of them are mugging me. And I don't give a shit. Like, I'm fucking, you know, I'm here already, right? Yeah. So, but he apologized while all his guys are watching. And he knew he was going to go to jail. You know, because he was already got caught on film. And my lawyer, the lawyers that I had at the time, showed me already, like, the film and everything. And this is the guy. And so he knew he was going to go. And then he ended up, after his term, he got deported. Hmm. But before all that happened, like, after I got stabbed, like, a year or two later is when I ended up going to jail. And then I met some of those guys there, the vigilantes. But, you know, it's my first time in jail. I never... You know, like about the Philippines, like stick with your own. I didn't know that yet at the time because they came in. They're like, hey, what's up, Jay? We're vigilante. I, I said, so I put up my, my, my burns and I'm like, what's up, nigga? I'm acro. You know, and they're like, nah, Jay, it's all good. You know, it's okay. different here. Yeah, it's different here. I said, fucking let me know, nigga. We, we do it right here. You know, like, yeah, but it. They were good. They were good. So what was what was that like for you coming coming from outside where everything was hot, and then now dudes from the other side are like, "Nah, dude, we're cool." What what was that like? Talk us through that really quick. Uh, that was actually good because you got to be kind of very level headed. You don't want to be the fucking clown in jail. You'll you'll just get fucked with, right? So you have to have some kind of get some kind of respect. Just by shutting the fuck up, you know, just mind your business, and that's it, right? I was not there for a long time. It was only 850. It was not even prison. Right. So I can't, the people who go through prison, that's a whole different fucking mentality. Mm-hmm. You know? That's that's crazy. Was that, a, um, was that a turning point for you? Because, you know, you'd already been stabbed and had to go to the hospital. Yeah. And I don't know if there were other events, Yeah. you know, that might have kind of set off the light bulb like okay maybe I need to just I learned to be smarter yeah uh, was that was that a turning point for you would you say or or, uh, or not I still got in trouble yeah but I was smarter mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I got into even worse trouble after that. Hmm. I got into... I met some other cats, showed me different things, and I got into even worse trouble. So... But I didn't get caught. Because hmm. I got smarter. Right. So... Did but, you come across some some older cats, maybe some OGs that kind of then took you under their wing and said, let me talk some game to you, let me show you how to do this better? No, I... Yeah. Actually, yeah. There was... One guy was, he showed me how to do worse things. <laughs> but he also saved me from doing some unspeakable stuff. Hmm. So, like, it was not drugs or nothing like that, like, you know. But, you know, he was doing some really bad things. He was yeah. doing, and I'm like, hey, let me come along. Let me tag along. Let me just drive. Right. He's like, nah, not this job, Jay. And he was like, you just fucking hang out. So... I'm always curious having because so I've had some family involved with some of the Filipino side. Yeah, pretty much that. Not not on my Latin side, thankfully, because on the Latin side they go crazy. Um, like one of the things I've always wondered, especially having had some family that that's been in and out both 850 and then other places, is what's the point at which someone realizes, wow. I, I'm wasting my life. Yeah, either, yeah, right? Like, okay. or, but like on the other side too, like, you know, wow, I'm actually, I'm actually pretty blessed. Like, uh, there's, or there's other things I could be doing. Did you have a moment like that? Or, yeah. yeah. So, you talk on that? 8.50, after I was there for a couple of weeks, they transferred me to Bruno. Mm-hmm. So, when you get on the, the bus ride to Bruno, it goes on Skyline, Right. The house that I lived at, you could see the my backyard mm. from fucking skyline yeah, through yeah. the bus, and uh, that's my house. So, like, shit, you know. And then you you go to jail and you're looking outside, like it's your freedom, you know. Someone's they, you don't have a say where you want to go, where you want to walk, fucking what you want to eat. It's your freedom. It's taken away, and it's. It's a fucking thing to feel. It's a fucking thing to feel when... No, you stay right there. Just fucking waste your life. Yeah. Just sit there. That. No, oh, lift some weights. Yeah. <laughs> push-ups. Push-ups yeah, and what, chin-ups. Yeah, what, what's, what's that like? Because, I mean, again, however much you want to talk on it, but like, I would imagine there's a lot of time to kind of ruminate over decisions. Yeah. Uh is that, is that what it was like for you or was yeah. it uh, you know, I just like... try not to think too much I, I remember the first week I would call my friends because at at uh, 8.50 there was a phone booth mm-hmm. so you know you're, you're ha- having your friends three way other people right <laughs> mm-hmm. so you're just calling calling you trying to keep in touch with everybody because you miss them and after that first week I'm like hey this is hurting me more than it's helping me mm-hmm. So I just called my folks and I said, I'll call you like once a day. I'll call you at night just to say goodnight and let you know I'm good. But that's it. You know, like I stopped calling my friends. Maybe one of them, you know, just tell them I'm good. That's it. Because then if you think too much, or, yeah. then you, you, your, your mind is, you have to think a little certain, right. differently. Yeah. A little differently. Yeah, to insulate yourself. Yeah. When you got out, knowing that the 
the experience there was different. You're being welcomed by, by people in rival gangs. Did that change your perspective outwardly when you got out towards, you know, gangs that were rivals? The gangs that, yeah, the, the gangs that were actually who we were beefing with by that time, some of the older cats had a talk. And they said, hey, man, we're getting kind of old for this. If you guys want to keep going. And they had a good talk. They had a good meeting, the older guys. And so even though we were rival gangs, they actually called a truce. And they even showed it. You know, like that gang took us to their places. We took these guys to. And it, it was it was a, it was a real truce. And even when uh, I think I heard there was one story where our the ex rival gang they they uh, took our guys to a party and the young ones their young ones started to act up and then and then the older ones just checked them like. So do you even know how the rivalry started? Yeah, it was from one guy used to be here now jumped there because of a girl and this is bullshit. It's I was gonna ask if it's. Nine times out of ten, it's because of a girl. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> you know, I, I used to do, like, uh, nightclub security. And, uh... Where at? Uh, Sweet 181. Sweet 181. Sweet <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Fucking three floors of mayhem. Bring, bring us back. <laughs> Shit! Shout out to Sweet 181. Yeah, boy! <laughs> I'm happy you guys remember that place. Yeah, sometimes yeah, the younger ones... That's when, we're, that's when we were coming up trying to get into places like yes. that. Yes! Oh, that, that joint was cool, though. They had the, the two floors, and then they had dancers. Oh, man, they had... Oh. I interrupted you. The guy got nostalgic. We got nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so something happened at Sweet 181 while you were working security, you were saying? or I, I'm sorry. I lost my point. <laughs> we say it starts because of girl, usually. Oh. How beef starts. Yeah. Most of the, most of the, like you said, nine times out of ten, yeah. fights start because of a female. It's usually not the guys. Nah. You're usually not fighting because, you know, someone stepped on Harold's shoes. It's, 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 it's a girl. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to ask you when you were spending time in jail, uh, and you kind of made a decision to, to reach out to your family. Um, what was the impact on your family, and then like, what was the impact kind of getting the feedback from them? So like, it was, you know, knowing that you were there. It was hard on my uh, my mom, my sister, and, and my dad. So I don't have any other siblings, but it's funny when you think. My parents are not going to understand. They're gonna. They're not going to want to talk to me anymore. But my father visited me as much as he could, as much as they allowed, because we were so close too. Sometimes we didn't talk too much. Sometimes we just sit there for a few minutes. Look, you know. All right, Dad. And thank you. Just having the company. Yeah. What were What were his words for you? Did was he chastising? Was he more no. like sabi kase or no. you know? No. He just said, are you okay? He just asked if you're okay. He was just wor- worried. Yeah. You know, That's like a, from a father to a son. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So at that point, and so that made me, wow, that was crazy to think. Because at that point I thought, oh, they're going to want to disown me. They're going to... Want you to change your last name. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't, you know, like we kept it internal for a while. And then... But it was, 
it was weird because all that you thought it's they're gonna be upset they're gonna do it, it was the opposite it was my father was there like when I thought he would really really uh, be so ashamed yeah but it was the opposite so, so we were talking earlier about your father's experiences oh, yeah. so did any of that come to light during this period then or was this afterwards then that you kind of found out like what he went through when he it was, was and then I go afterwards afterwards mm. yeah it was afterwards so it was how much can you appreciate that then I guess afterwards a lot. right a lot. <laughs> like, very much I mean even during that time them just not kicking me out of the house right mm-hmm. it was it, it was a different it was a different feeling but it was a good experience you know what I'm what I'm curious about is we we just talked about the infighting between Filipino gangs what about other races how did they play into that structure you're talking in jail structure both both in both uh, you know just in being affiliated with gangs overall and then also uh, in, inside the jail you just try to I didn't have any problems I just stay out of people's way if they don't have a problem with me then I, you know, I don't have a problem with them hmm. but I did see I, I've seen some some funny stuff there was one Asian guy was getting picked on and he didn't stand up for himself so another Asian guy you know did Is it this inside him. or outside inside inside and another guy stood up for him and then after that guy got beat up and then he turned around to the other guy because why didn't you do anything right and slapped him <laughs> slapped the shit out of him <laughs> like why didn't you fucking do shit let <laughs> me stand up for yourself yeah you know he just told him you gotta stand up for yourself boy like, but yeah for the most I think there was a couple of times there was one time I was uh, they were serving lunch and you know you get in line like we were in a tank so there's like 24 bunks mm-hmm. you know so it's kind of cramped so they're handing out lunches uh, trays so people are getting their trays and I'm at the end of the line right and then this guy came walking with uh, two lunches and then the one guy's like hey that's my lunch and the other guy said go fuck yourself <laughs> Basically, he's took his lunch and he's eating because the other guy was kind of tweaked out. So mm-hmm. he, he just got punked because he couldn't uh, defend himself or protect his lunch. Right. And then so later on, I see another guy walking. He's got two lunch trays. And I'm like, that's my lunch, right? That's fucking, he's taking my shit. So he's walking by me and I, I stopped him. I said, I think you got my lunch. And he's like, no, no, no. Somebody gave it to me. I said, no, this is my fucking lunch. And I tried to take it, and luckily one of the dudes go, I gave him my lunch. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. So, you, yeah, you just don't want it. Instead, like, at, uh, shoot first, ask questions later. Fuck it. If I get my ass whooped, I get my ass whooped. Right. But I don't want to come out like a bitch. Somebody took my lunch. <laughs> I mean that was a big deal inside, yeah. right? Like, yeah. he, like, like those the example you gave about the other guy telling the the, the other dude why don't you stick up for yourself? I mean, yeah, because if you don't, 
then now it's every day you're it's dealing with that day. shit. They'll just run over you. Yeah. There was one guy I used to uh, when we were at they moved us to Bruno. I was in the kitchen dorm, which was great. It was like 40, 42 bunks. There's a lot of people there, and they all work for the kitchen, right? Nobody wants to get rolled up to a cell. So you got all this room, you got weights, you got big bathrooms, and then uh, we get to eat the deputy's leftovers at the end of the night, right? So, okay, it's better food than what you had. So the trustees go down there, they're serving us, and I think but one, of the, one of these guys, man, got a big dude, he just likes to talk, so... He's talking, serving people, talking, talking. The line's fucking long. And so I, I grab the serving spoons and I start serving myself. And he goes, hey, motherfucker. Can't you wait your fucking turn? I said, I did. But you're fucking slow. You know? <laughs> he goes, hey, there's a time and place for everything. And there's a time and place for this too. I said, let me know what time, bro. Fucking, I kept serving myself. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's like, oh, I'm gonna get my ass whooped. <laughs> but you were back down. Like a yeah. bitch. So you got you got to wash your own trays at the end of the night. So here I am, I'm washing my tray, I'm fucking looking over my back, and lo and here comes the dude, and he's walking up, he's walking up, and I'm like, I'm gonna get hit by this fucking tray or something, and I turn around, and he turns to me, and he goes. What's up? What's up, bro? I'm like, what's up? He goes, hey man, earlier, man, I'm just a lot. Uh, I'm under a lot of stress and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge another bullet here. <laughs> I think I dodged like four or five bullets, but just because I didn't want to get punched, so I'm like, one you look. I'm all bark, all bark, no fight, all bark. Oh, I got lucky, but that dude. There's a time and place for everything, motherfucker. I'm like, oh, let me know the time, (laughs) (laughs) bro. (laughs) Damn, that 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 was balls. Talk about not the bullets, man. Like seriously, like you gotta count the blessings, right? Because all those guys are bigger than me. All those motherfuckers are bigger than me. That's for sure. (laughs) Like, man, he if he's talking this big. There has to be quite a punch behind this, right? So they were just like, I could either test that theory or I'll just let them talk and then... I had a few. Yeah. I had whatever. a few. Just... Because I know I'm small, so I know I got to... Yeah. yeah. I had some of the clubs. Some good one-hitters. Mm-hmm. No, I got some good one-hitters. Inside? In, in, the, in the club. Oh, in the club, yeah. 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 While you were working, or even outside, yeah, just in general. I think the first time uh, there was, I used to have long hair. <laughs> you remember me? I used to have. Well, I was at a phone booth when phone booth was still because we didn't have. No, no, no one. Hey, uh, hey, wait, to our, our younger <laughs> listeners what out there, a phone booth is when you put coins. Yeah, you, you had to put coins. It was twenty cents. 
Right? 20 oh, yeah. cents. You put what two dimes. Can you describe what a booth is? <laughs> it's like we're Superman shaped. There's not a bit in the old movie. Right. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, the, the way they look at Superman now, he never went into a phone booth, right? Yeah. Where does Superman... <laughs> Superman changed nowadays, though. <laughs> Superman don't even. Superman ain't even Clark anymore. He's really, he's dressed. Yeah, he's, he's like dressed, dressed, man. <laughs> it was like, hey, Clark, turn into Superman now. <laughs> he just takes off and sheds the clothes on. His <laughs> right. It was. If you think about, there's no hidden identity for Superman. They were fooling us the whole time. First of all, he was hiding behind regular Fucking glasses, glasses. Yeah. and those phone booths were see-through glass anyway, right? He spun stuff. I don't know how you cannot tell. Right. Like if I put glasses on you right now, he goes, "I'm in a costume." I'm like, hey, "How'd you know it was me?" I know it's you, bro. Even if you put a hat on, it's a hat and glasses. We still know it's you. So this big fucking big man. I guess it was his clumsiness. That's dead no. always, every time I think of Superman, I'm like, why did I believe it? <laughs> hey, Superman, that's Clark. Yeah. I guess Clark we would never expect. No. I don't know, but still. It does, no. It doesn't add up. No. But let's let's fast forward, though, yes. Jay, because you, you, you gave us a lot about what it was like to be inside. I mean, inside again. What are your takeaways now from that? I think if you pick good friends and then you'll have good friends forever, like for the rest of your life or their life, right? Because most of the cast that, that we were in, we still hang out. And to be honest, most of the Sparta guys, all of the Sparta guys that started were all, were all my fraternity, were all my brothers. So, and up to now... It's still the same guys. So what was the turning point? Like, when did you all decide, like, you know what? We, this is what we were, but now we still hang out, but let's turn on. When did you hit the second half? Yeah. 40. 40, it had to be. Because that's when I said, you know what, let's, let's do something. Let's try biking. Let's try biking again. Because I think six or seven years before, so I was what, 33, 30, that's when I uh, I bought a bike and I hurt myself. And I, okay, I'll fix this later. And, you know, months later becomes years. And and so finally, yeah, uh, my friend Wally, I, I asked to borrow his bike. Luckily, he was nice enough to let me borrow it. And then... Uh, Shout out went, Wally. Yeah. Shout out to Wally. Wally, JP... Uh, Giselle, those are the first ones that started to to go riding, and then later on, Mark, JP uh, bought more people. There was a bunch. There was a bunch of people like, I'm gonna get a bike, you know. And Mark, Je- you know Jesse, Boogie, all those cats. Yeah, Skep, and then Sketch later on. Yeah. So slowly. It just kind of snowballed, and then so we're still doing it up to now. So it's it's awesome, man. It's awesome to. It's awesome that you guys all really hang out, and you guys are all still really close. I'll see it on social media, you know, like on Facebook or on Instagram, seeing you all hang out. And then when you know you guys lost a brother earlier, 
or late last year yeah. right uh r.i.p chris um to see all of you guys there get together and uh celebrate his life it, it, it was it was good to see all of you guys you know yeah. i hadn't seen all of you together <laughs> yeah in a really long time you know i i, I grew up uh watching those guys grow up together yeah and for all of the, all of them or all of you guys to still be friends and you know mourn the loss or celebrate his life yeah it was uh it's awesome yeah and i want to i want to correct us for a moment actually because to what harold was just saying we you're you've this whole time you've called it a fraternity we're the ones that were actually calling it a gang and i think what harold was saying is important to that aspect because it really was that for most of you it was a brotherhood mm-hmm. and i think it kind of just got reshaped into eh, what's the difference between a frat and a gang if you're doing this anyway but at the core of it it really was just for the brotherhood yeah right it was it was because for the brotherhood it's for looking out for each other protecting each other uh and be, being a family you know yeah and that's what you guys are even yeah. though it's not through blood, it's you know you guys are you guys are family. Some blood, <laughs> right? Some blood, right? Some blood. But it was yeah. it was there was a point in life where, uh, like even Wally, like I'll help you get work. That's a different kind of. I have your back. You know when people are like, I got your back, I got your back. Back in the days, it was just for a fight. Mm-hmm. But as you grow old. You're not always in the fight, you know. Sometimes it's a different fight. It's, it's a, a different fight. fight. It's a different it's fight. fucking life. You're fighting to live. Yeah. You're fighting to fight for financial survival, yeah. or family, or whatever. Yeah. And it's different when your brothers can be like, "Let me help you." You know, that's different. And that's that's. I think that's what everyone should strive for. If when you say you have a brother, you, you want to help somebody out, really fucking help them out. Yeah. You know, maybe find them a better path. Maybe find them a better job. And, they're not stuck in the same loop where they're just fucking themselves off. Right. You know? So how... Okay. So on that note, when you look back on that lifestyle, that segment in your life, how do you look back on it? Like, is there... Are there regrets? None. Because I uh, I learned everything and I'm, I'm happy I survived. I'm glad. I'm... I don't... Blessed, it helps shape you. Yeah. I, right? I, I absolutely, because now I'm, now I'm just happy. I'm, I'm just happy that I'm, I have my family. I'm close with my family. I'm close with my friends, and that's it. You know, and I, I get to ride my bicycle. Yeah. Basically, this is what the fuck it is. Right. I yeah. Get to ride my bicycle, and I'm gonna go ask some other people to go ride their bicycle with me. That's really? amazing, man. Because sorry, cut you off, but that's what I. That's my takeaway from you mm-hmm. after hearing you speak is you're someone who values the moment, good and bad. And that's why you're able to enjoy what you have right now and be so positive about it is because you understand that that the good and bad of what you lived through is what made you who you are right now. So and, I mean, it's, that's a rarity. And to piggyback off of that, Going back to earlier in our conversation about Yvonne, you know, what she did to get to where she 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 was becoming strong. Yeah. 
And we were talking about how, you know, the man above always takes the strong ones, the good ones. And we were trying to figure out why. I think they serve their purpose, right? They, they did what they were supposed to do. So now we're supposed to carry on where they left off yeah. to bring in another strong one. And you just got to keep that cycle going. You're creating a new cycle. Yeah. Right. But, but you know, you're, when, when they're gone or when they go, you're just left wondering, like, why? And you're trying to fi- figure out what the message is. Yeah. I think that's what the message is. It's, it's time for somebody else to take that person's place because there's a higher purpose for the one I'm taking. I guess. I'm selfish, though. Like, I, Of course. I, I, I want her back. Right. Yeah. I think that's natural. I know she was special, man. She was special to a lot of people. She had, she had a kid. She had a son. She had a family. You know, like I, like I don't have a family. I can go. Like I have, I have my mother, my father, my sister, my girlfriend, my friend. But I don't have my blood here, so I can go. She could stay. Sorry, guys. No, all good, bro. It's all good, bro. Shit, y'all caught me. No, man. Shit, I got caught. <laughs> no, it's, hey, love. Man, it's, it's love, love, dude. Hey, you know, I, love, I, didn't, I didn't know her personally, right? But she's special. Yeah, I, I saw. Yeah. No, but I, I saw how special she was to everyone else. Yeah, right. She touched a lot of lives. Yeah, and that's why I was saying, as strong as she was, she served her purpose, and it was to bring. Somebody else, right? Now it's it's somebody else's turn. Yeah. Well, so I have a question. Yeah. Because you mentioned that she, when she was younger, she, she scrapped a bit. I think I heard you say that. Yeah. Right? So she has a son, right? So kind of the question I was... Gentle giant. Yeah, so I, w- I would ask, like, you know, if, if her son was like, yo, I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of being involved in that lifestyle. Like, given your experience, given the experience that, you know, her mom had... Like what would what would you say? You know what was cool is uh, the dad came from one gang, rival for me actually, rival from us. Okay, but she ended up falling in love with this guy. Oh, really? They got together, oh. and I didn't see them for years because they were you know she did her own thing, I did my own thing. Side note is what's nice is when you can not see your friend for fucking. Five, ten, eight, ten, and you see each other, and it's you pick yeah. up. That's when it's the real one. That's the real, that's one. real one. Yeah, but she, she was like, I wasn't ready to come back and hang out with you guys, you know. And, but when I finally did hang out with him, met her son, finally got to sit down with her husband, and uh, wow, like 
the sun they raised, right? That shows showed me they get they nurtured their relation their relationship, which trickled over to their son, mm-hmm. right? So as as young as they might have been or whatever have you, son son is stand up kid, solid solid. I, I'll I'll vouch for him any day, nice. you know, like yeah. Kid. And he knows what both of them got into when they were young, but they also taught him what stupid is and to think for yourself, mm-hmm. use your brain, you know, like be smart. No, so he's a gentle giant. It's crazy because you would think coming from both these parents, you're gonna raise a salve. That goes back to that same kind of breaking the chain. Thing, yes. In a way, or parent, good parenting, or just kind of imparting. The, the I think right? I think it's good to teach him the right way, but also teach him to defend himself. Yeah, I think uh, I used to get kind of bullied at school when I was young, like in the, even in the Philippines, and I would go home, and then uh, I would get in trouble for being in trouble at school, and I was like, "Wow, I got bullied at work." I mean, at, at, at school, and then I come home, and then mm-hmm. I get crapped on by my parents. Mm-hmm. Who's on my side? Yeah, right. So I think that was one of the things, and so it, it made me like me and my dad. We, I, I kind of didn't like that. Like you guys butted heads. Yeah, because fuck, like help me. You know, like I, I need somebody to fucking back me up or something. Yeah, yeah right? stand up for like, me. But he always, they always said, turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. It's you could you can walk away from a lot of things, not everything. Well, it's probably tough to realize that at that time, though, when you're younger, though, right? Cause yeah, especially when you're young, because you don't know. It's easier to say. Yeah, nothing to prove. You know, you you can't just walk away. Mm-hmm. You can, but I think that's what creates a. I don't know. You have to have some fucking character. Yeah. To stand up for yourself and defend yourself, I think that's important. I think you have to have a line. Yeah, right? there to, has to be. Has to be a line. You cannot just say like, "Oh, you know what? I let that guy say he fucked my sister, fucked my mom, and then fuck this, fuck that, and fuck your last name, fuck all your family, and then oh, oh you know what? Have a good day." I, I guess that's. I guess it's okay. It's just words, right? It didn't happen. Oh man, but. I don't know. I think some people just have a little bit different definition of respect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then some people will, will fight for it. Mm-hmm. Some people don't need recognition. Some people, I, 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 I don't, you, you don't need to recognize me. I, it, it doesn't matter. But you have to, if I give you respect, you should give it back. Right. Because we're all, and everyone's just a fucking human being. Hold the door open for a lady. Give your seat up for an older person. Yeah. Basic fucking so your manners. These are just you. basic manners we are taught when we were young. Mm-hmm. And these are forgotten, I think, nowadays. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll hold the door open for a man and he'll walk right through with his phone and not say shit. Just a nod or a thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, no, not saying. even that is what he's saying. Yeah. No, I'm saying that's oh, all it yeah, takes. Take to just take. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So just sometimes I will say... Just an acknowledgement. Just like, uh, no, acknowledge, even do yeah, this, right? Like, yeah, that's it. So sometimes I would have to correct a, a fucking a, a, a man. 
you're looking the word is thank you yeah you know oh I'm sorry like, no not sorry thank you hmm. it's, it's, it's a shame that you have to sometimes my girl is like you you get triggered so quick I'm like I, man I don't but I do yeah. you know I don't and I do but like just the basic, basic stuff manners. yeah the I basic I, basic I manners so. I get it for the common courtesies because uh, it's the same with, with my wife like sometimes she'll be like why do you let that get to you I'm like yeah. <laughs> it's because for someone who cares so much about keeping the world spinning in a positive direction you take notice of the ones that don't right and you're like that could ruin someone's day yeah, yeah. so that's why it matters to me, yeah. I think, and, yeah. and maybe you share the same mindset. Yeah, I do, I do. Yeah, it, it does. It, th- that trigger that triggers me too. Yeah. It, it does. Yeah. Thank you. Simple courtesies. Courtesies simple. is the simplest. Like if you let someone, someone lets you in when you're in traffic. <laughs> you, you gotta ignore. You gotta handle. the hand up. It's so easy. <laughs> this is where road rage starts. When they don't put the hand up. And, it's the hand. It's okay. just the hand. <laughs> I know this is a side conversation. <laughs> we get sidetracked. But when you're waiting in the line, you you, you, you have that long traffic line and someone cuts, right? And they're, they look at you and they're like, hey, can you let me in? Are you letting them in? Or are you like, man, I was waiting yes. here this whole time. <laughs> And you're going to come to the side and okay. cut? It just depends on the yeah. day and the mood, right? Yeah. Most times I will. Most times I will. Some days I don't, right? I but, but on the days that I do, on the days that I do, it's because I'm acknowledging I was that asshole cutting someone else off. So, you know, it comes around. Let me let somebody in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> if I have my head on straight, it's like, go ahead. Bro, for me, yeah. for me, it depends. Because I'm, wa- I'm watching them in the rear view, in yes. the side view. If, if yes, it's someone that's, I know that's they it. did it on purpose, I'm like, mm-mm. Mm-mm, dude, <laughs> it's true. right? Because I'm saying I, I'm not saying I've never been where you, where you've been because I've done that in the past. But now it's like you know what? I realize how much of a dick move that is, and if I'm late, I'm just I'm I'm fucking late, right? So everybody else is waiting in line. I'm just gonna wait in line. So hold on, you're saying you never. No, I'm not saying I've not I've okay. never, but let's now just be, let's just be clear here. But I'm just saying now I, I don't I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I, I really yeah. don't. I don't cut. It's like fuck, everybody else is being respectful, so I'm gonna do it. And then like to Ryan's point, I'm watching my rear view, watching my side view, I'm like I know this motherfucker ain't just trying to cut right now. Everybody in front, fucking move up. Don't let this motherfucker in. Yeah. Or if you're that guy, sometimes it's just like the other day it happened to me. I forget where we were. I was with my fiance. I was with Gemma. And someone, they rolled down their window, though. And they came from like three lanes over to cut over. And they rolled down. They were like, hey, bro, it's cool if I get in. And I'm like, you and, she, and she's over here. And she goes. Because yeah, there's a second where I'm like, yeah. <laughs> because you asked so nicely. Yes. But, that, but again, Go ahead. for common courtesies, that simple ass is a big difference. Simple ass. It's it a is. simple ass. Big difference. Because it's an ask, right? Well, like, I'm like, okay, okay. You know what I do? That's fair. You know, when, the, when the traffic is merging, I roll my window down and I'll go like this. Yeah. And then if they fucking room, room, I'll stick my head out. Yeah. Then I think at that point my eyebrows are probably touching. 
You know what? Uh, what's funny? My wife hates it because when I'm the one trying to cut, I'll roll down her window if I'm trying to cut to the right. <laughs> oh, stick, your, stick your head out for me, baby. Stick your head out for me. <laughs> you do it. But do you know that? But, I does she, it. but she does though. I'm like, baby, ask, ask. Yeah, just, just, just ask. <laughs> Witnesses? <laughs> nah. The girl asking always works better. Always works. Always. Always works better. Always. They just have to smile. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. I've been the beneficiary of that. Yeah. But Jay, you've. Uh, Given us a lot, man. Really insightful, and we really appreciate you being here and sharing with us. I wanted to see this really quick before we close off, because you mentioned earlier about your dad. Talked about my dad a bit, and I think as parents, <clears throat> it's just uh, an, an innate um, action to want to break generational curses for your children. You always want them to do better. But you're the rare example. You're breaking generational curses within yourself in your lifetime. You know what I mean? Like you're, you've learned from these life lessons. You've turned it over. Now you've moved on. You're spreading positivity through Sparta Lifestyle. And I mean, just hearing you here and all the, the positive elements you've uh, shared with us, it, it, it says a lot. So I wanted to thank you for that too. And I appreciate who you are and who you've become to be. I never looked at it that way. You are, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you again, man. Right on there. Really appreciate you. Yeah, I, I just appreciate your honesty, man. To be honest with you, and to be to be open, dude. Like, you know, because some some people don't want to share some of these aspects of their life, you know. Yeah. But I think what I'm most grateful for is like your ability to look at it. Like, no, nah, I don't have any regrets because it's your life, right? Yeah. And but you learn, you know, you learned, and now you've rededicated yourself to like. You know, sharing and loving and like giving people like an outlet, you know, to do good and to spread positivity, and that's huge. That's huge. Right. That go. That speaks to community. That speaks to brotherhood. Yeah. Right. So, cheers for that, man. For real. Well, what you guys are doing here is awesome. Same. All the people that you take the time out of your lives to do this for other people to enlighten other people. Who does that? Not too many. This is, you could be at home watching this game, drinking, not having to worry about what they're going to be cutting and editing the next day and stuff like that. That's time. Time is precious, yeah. right? That, that's one. If we all learned one thing, time is precious. Time is fucking. You don't get it back. Two seconds ago was history. Right. Mm-hmm. right? So it's awesome that what you guys are doing, and thank you. I'm fucking honored. The shit for you guys having me over here. Uh, I hope uh, I hope there's some good people who hear it. And you're gonna you're gonna have Harold slide in your DMs again. <laughs> His man crush on you is growing by the moment. But again, man, just thank you for those kind words and for to, for everyone listening. Jay Marquez, come follow him. Um, see what Sparta Lifestyle is all about. Join in on one of the events. He's on IG. Reach out. You know, support. The movement, buy some merch, man. Show up to some of the events that they have coming up. Support breast cancer as well. Uh, October. October, there you go. 
And then um, if you want, also join in and um, help them in their endeavors over in Pacifica at the um, at the project that they do over yeah. there. Yeah. Can you touch, touch on that real quick? Touch a little bit on that uh, just to, to let people know what you're that's doing. That's one of the – because that was like a local trail for a lot of us, right, in uh, Pacifica. It's called uh, Patek San Pedro. Or, uh, and uh, Nick is one of the guys that is, is leading that that to save the private trails because it's a great area over there and uh, there's a developer that wants to build and luckily Pacifica is strong and Pacifica likes to fight off things that will destroy nature and, and destroy the lifestyle over there which is it's, it's a great spot yeah. so beautiful yeah. place yeah so come right right on bro right on, right on man right on guys Thank you. Thanks, bro. Thank you. From running all the courts, SF to the town. Dad pause, now we just running our mouths. Baba shop talk, rocking the spot. Got you thinking these opinions all coming in hot. Lifelong bond has the convos flow. Time just goes, constant growth. Straight from the base, spreading knowledge and laughs. Listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half.